blockchain, quantum computing, metaverse, artificial intelligence. The use of these technology is the emergence of Web 3.0. Why do I like Bitcoin? The way our governments are printing money. It's the values going down. Exactly, the value is going down. People, when they give value to something, they believe in it. For younger generation, they don't have access to that kind of product where your return is very good. It kind of give access to invest into these new assets. The technology that we have created, it has great potential. I myself is a believer of cryptocurrencies. A lot of people say that, okay, invest in gold. It holds value. But right now, Bitcoin is going down. Should we invest in Bitcoin? For today's episode, we're going to talk everything about Web3. Now, this concept has been around for a few years now, which mm-hmm. is still in development. People are still getting to know about it. Mm-hmm. So before we get deeper in Web3, let's give us an understanding of what is Web1 and what is Web2? Yeah, so I, it all started with, you know, we met like 50 years ago, more than that. I think it all started with our computer, um, you know, computer science industry. So web, when we talk about Web 1.0, that's when, you know, that was the emergence of Internet. And when we started actually reading on Internet, that was a start. So that's what we call Web 1.0, right? And then when we talk about Web 2.0, that's for social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, right? All these platforms we are using today, it's all Web 2.0. And this is where we talk about we can now read and write on uh, internet, right? So that was Web 2.0. Um, and and I think your now because we talk about web 3.0 so shall i continue on that or your question was only web 1.0 or 2.0 yeah uh definitely continue continue with the, what is web 3.0 now <laughs> okay because it's kind of like sequence right it uh, so web you know as i said about web 1.0 is when we started reading on internet Web 2.0 is social media, when we could read and write on internet. And now when we talk about Web 3.0, the whole idea is now we can actually transfer value on the internet. Uh, And that's where these technologies, Internet of Things, blockchain, quantum computing, um, metaverse, um, you know, NFTs, artificial intelligence, all these emerging technology, which has been around for a while, but in a very niche stage and we are making more development and improvement in these areas so that's where we will see use of these technology is the emergence of web 3.0 and uh, you know like the simple example we can take right um, it you know Many years ago, uh, it was all about you were basically you kind of send a snail mail, right? And then when email came in the picture, that was like, okay, now when we send an email, there's no as such thing called um, email on, you know, uh, I mean, it's a, we don't say that cross-border email 
or cross-border browsing session, right? It's all globally and you can be anywhere and access all these devices. So the same thing right now when we talk about, um, you know, transfer of value. So let's say we talk about payments. Today, when we talk about payments, it's still, you know, payments are cross-border payments, right? It doesn't have to be that way. It can be as simple as sending an email. So that's the concept behind Web 3.0. Also in Web 3.0, we don't have we don't have the middleman, right? Yep. It removes the middleman. Th- that follows to blockchain technology only. But you know, even though other technologies like metaverse, Internet of Things, all these are also part of Web 3.0. Okay, so let's just talk about blockchain. So everything Web 3.0 literally sits on blockchain. Actually, Web 3.0. Um, when we say that, uh, it's I, I, it's not only blockchain technology. Of course, blockchain is one of the technology that's a web, part of Web 3.0, but we will be using other technologies as well. So, um, so when we talk about blockchain, that's nothing but, um, you know, uh, basically a ledger, a database ledger, which is distributed and which is on, uh, you know, on different computers which are connected with each other. So it's not like there's any centralized space place where you store all the data, right? Uh, the name itself is block and chain. So basically you take the information, you store that information on a block, right? Then that right. block is connected with another block, another block and that block is connected with another block. Yeah. But all these blocks are uh, at many different computers right so basically many different computers are connected with it and then they validate the transaction so not just one central party validating the transaction it is many many different parties validate the con- you know transaction and based on that consensus mechanism once the transaction is validated that's when it is stored in the block right uh, so it's just like a distributed way of uh, storing information versus just you know having information centralized place for information um and you know that's where we say right like facebook youtube like all these you know big companies out there are applications we use today um there is this thing now in the europe there's a gdpr um regulations right and this was all around like our consumer privacy Right. And the idea is all this information was stored as centralized resources, and then it's much easier for hackers to hack it. Um, and then consumers suffer because of, you know, their information is stolen versus if we have it on blockchain, which is on a distributed ledger, um, the security is much higher. Um, and it's not like just one party controls it. In terms of consumers yeah how they can use web 3.0 or how they can benefit from web 3.0 actually uh, the main benefit of web 3.0 is now consumers will have control over their data the um products they use it's it's all for consumers it's not only for corporations so um, you know, going back to our example about uh, Web 2.0, right, when today, uh, you know, content creation right now, even though what we are doing, this is also part of content creation, right? Uh, 
So uh, right now it's like when you create a content and you post it on any channel where any content creator get compensated for that, right? For that content, again, that is controlled by um, a centralized party, right? Um, first thing is, uh, you know, let, let's step back and take, you know, the, go back to my previous example. Okay. Uh, when we talk about our data, right? Data privacy. Right now, that is stored at you know the the products we are using basically now. Um, our information is stored at one database, uh, centralized you know location. So that's where consumers are, you know, prone to um, kind of basically losing their privacy, right? And now we even say that there's no privacy as such, literally, right? We know that that's one. Second is uh, about like, let's say, transferring the value on the internet, right? And the payment example I mentioned. So um, right today, um, if you will look at it, um, actually I, you know, two, three weeks ago, I was at FinTech South Conference and I did a presentation on from Wall Street to Web 3.0. And one of the point that I shared, um, if you um, saw the first uh, money transfer on uh, from the Western Union, it was like $300 transferred, and the total cost to transfer that money was $309.64. So that falls under like 3 to 7% fee, right? Today, even though after 150 years, that was done in 1876, today, after 150 years, our remittance fee is still that high it still falls under three to seven percent right so then with you know that that's like the second thing we can talk about right um, uh, when we use web 3.0 or blockchain technology to transfer the value right how can we make it much more cheaper right um, third thing is even we talk about uh, metaverse right um, so um, literally uh, uh, you know if you have also uh, experienced you know using vr and ar all those devices right um many years ago i was in vancouver and actually i did that uh, you know game uh, fly over canada and uh, that was a virtual reality um uh, and you know so you know it's like you just being in that, you know, the place, just, you know, the experiencing that virtual reality and it was like flying over Canada. So literally you were basically, you feel like, wow, you can touch the water, you're flying over the water, you can touch the mountains, you're right there. Um, next day, when actually um, I went to see the actual place, uh, you know, uh, it felt like, oh my gosh, I was just there yesterday, right? And I could touch the water. It was, it was such an incredible experience, right? So going back to, um, you know, with this technology, like use of this technology. Um, um, so the first first point, right? Um, the the, uh, the data, like basically privacy, our privacy, right? So with Web 3.0, how consumers will benefit from it? Because now consumers will control their uh, their information. When you're creating content, right, you on distributed platform, actually you have the power to value your content, right? You can say, okay, you know, to view this content, you pay me certain tokens or certain points, right? And those are valued at something. So that way, as you said, there's no, you know, third uh, 
party which will take a cut so basically it's just okay. a platform right and the consumer and your content so you have the right and you know so that's one second example i mentioned about cross border payments right so uh, same thing when you you do that using blockchain technology the fee is much lower um you know especially you know with stable coins and now these big companies right paypal they launched their stable coin they have 450 million users they embedded their paypal sorry stable coin with venmo and venmo is their company we use these products on daily basis right so that's that's like another thing where we will see the fee to transfer money will be significantly reduced and the also uh, the settlement timing will be much faster. you know yeah yeah faster and uh, the third thing that the metaverse example i was going to give right the virtual reality uh, means to me if i have just you know kind of did uh I mean, you just do sightseeing and you go out and even though it's the same beach and same mountains and it's so beautiful. Uh, yeah, you just like, it's like you're looking at those things far, you're there. But with virtual reality, it feels like you're, I mean, to me, at least that that experience was so incredible. And that was my first time trying virtual reality. I think that was eight years ago, six, yeah, it's been a while. And uh, that time, like, literally, it's like you felt like you were in a spaceship and <laughs> you were in the middle of the water. You were everywhere. Like, you were like a superwoman or something. Right? Like, you get immersed in, in that world. Exactly. So, and that same thing with metaverse means, you know, you go and, you know, and the technology, it, it feels so real when you are, you know, you just like an object sitting here, but your avatar, you create your avatar and you then, you know, go to that virtual reality and you play those games. It feels so real now, like it's hard to differentiate. So that's for consumers, right? what consumers going to benefit from Web 3.0. Yes. Let's talk about in business, in corporation. Mm -hmm. So why people in business wants, wants to have Web 3.0? What benefit that, that they can have? No, it's actually a great question because I myself is a founder. And of course, you know, you always want your business to be profitable, right? But I think, uh, you know, I mean, you are driven as a human being. We are driven about bringing that change, right, and making uh, better products, making more improvements, right. So the thing is, um, when you build a product, of course, like not the example is SpaceX, right. The new Elon Musk had this great vision, like making our human race a multi, you know, planetary species. Um, so he and it's such a big operation. So he doesn't want that to be like like it's a non-profit and he's not making any money out of it he definitely wants to have a profit out of it but right now if you look at it what is the monetary value he will get out of it right from business perspective right so um you know to answer your question means for me when i am building a product right let's say i'm solving a problem of cross-border payments right and a building product in that Definitely you want your company to be profitable, right? And when we say, um, you know, the, I mean, consumers, they have control and they will pay less fee and they will pay, um, you know, they will receive funds faster, right? 
it doesn't mean there's no profit at all for me as a business. Of course, there is a some fee to transact it, but it may not be as high as what it used to be, right? Uh, so uh, now like Facebook, when Facebook came in, you know, was launched, it's still free, right? But they came up with another business model and it's a very profitable company so far, right? So I think uh, the same way for business, the thing is you do business and you build products because you want to, you know, make this world a better place. I think it's very philosophical. Um, but at the same time, like that kind of like improving consumers' life, your life, business's life, right? Like basically it's, it's, it's driven from that. It's not only driven from uh, monetary value, right? Um, if it's only driven from monetary value and you're only looking for profit, then what is the probability even consumers will like it? you build a product for consumers so that they will like it and then monetary value will follow. It's not the other way around. So for a new person mm-hmm. who's getting into Web3 um, blockchain world, where they can start it, how they can start using Web3.0 in their day-to-day lives, where they can start? Right now, actually, when we say Web3.0, there's a very you know, few things that's in production, right? And it's just like, this is a term actually we just started using from last, I would say, like three, four years maybe, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of pretty new. Um, uh, The first thing is really kind of learning about all these new technologies, right? And how can we really use it? the right way so there are now like so many forums and uh, you know even though um, these big corporations like microsoft google they have so many courses like literally free material you can access and you can learn about um, blockchain ai internet of things right metaverse like all of that and then of course in especially in this industry we need loads and loads of builders right so when people they have knowledge about it they know what it is they have kind of some experience using it then of course they come in and they build those next generation of products right and then we will see like a lot more improvement and a lot more products which are built using web 3.0 yeah but i would say just go to these um you know channels where you see all these this material, this, this, you know, uh, all these courses and at least get educated about it, get awareness about it. A lot of people are also scared of uh, Bitcoin um, mm-hmm. because if you are talking about Web 3.0, if you're talking about blockchain, mm-hmm. there's no way we can't talk about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. That is the next digital currency, right? Mm-hmm. What are your views on that? Should we be scared of it? Should we start using it in our daily lives? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm into uh, cryptocurrencies, like this whole ecosystem. I'm working in it for like nine years, and I just love it. Uh, I think this is the best decision I made for myself. And I consider myself being lucky. Uh, you know, Do you invest I- in Bitcoin too? Uh, I would not like to say that on a public um, platform. <laughs> should, we, should we invest in Bitcoin? Let's um, just put it that way. I will, I will, this is not a financial advice. Use your own judgment. Uh, and But 
my answer, do I believe in Bitcoin? Do I believe in digital currency? The answer is yes, absolutely. I, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and I mean, tomorrow the value of Bitcoin may go to millions of dollars. Maybe it will be zero. I don't know that. Uh, but definitely uh, the technology and uh, this asset class uh, that we have created, it has great potential. Uh, so I myself is a believer of, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a believer of like blockchain technology, distributed ledger technology. And I do believe these, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies um, does have, uh, you know, this, this whole asset class that we created, uh, it definitely has a future. Because a lot of people say that, okay, invest in gold. Uh-huh. It holds value. Yeah. But right now, Bitcoin is going down, right? So should we invest in Bitcoin? Okay. <laughs> I I think uh, I don't know like how to kind of give you a clear answer on that because it's such a like controversial kind of thing sometimes. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I think um, the first thing is uh, you know this thing uh, when we talk about like investment, it goes in gold because it has a real value, right? And investment into stocks, and because of course you know again those stocks are all related to and some specific operation that has a value right um then real estate right and when we say like okay uh bitcoin right what is intrinsic value it has right uh um and then it comes to you know there's a this use case and you must have you know heard like this whole thing you heard of like thousand times uh when it comes to our dollar we use it's just a piece of paper piece of and paper, now yeah. it's nothing but a number in the computer right uh so you know they say like it's and the way our governments are printing money exactly right it's the value is going and down Exactly, the value is going down, right? So there is this like whole philosophy behind it. Means the the thing is, uh, you know, you get, uh, dollar is basically based on faith. Uh, I but I don't believe that that's even hundred percent true. That's partially true. Um, uh, then it comes to means, you know, people, when they give value to something, they believe in it, right? Uh, and they have faith in it. Um, that's, you know, that that's where you kind of like see, okay, you know, uh, it has a value. Um, but, you know, and this is just like, a you know, these all philosophical and like long, long debates you will hear from so many different people and they talk about it. Um, but why do I like Bitcoin? Um, and and why do I invest in it? And I will not say like you should invest or you should not invest, right? That's everyone's personal choice. Uh, but to me, uh, the thing is, uh, if we look, baby boomers, they are the richest generation in human history, right? And when they were young, the they, the access they had to products and to investments, right? That was incredible. Like this whole like hedge fund market, wealth management all these industries were created that time you know for them and they had incredible opportunities right but now you know 
I mean, many boom, baby boomers are already retired and some are going to retire in the next 10 years, right? Um, and this wealth transfer we see in human history, which is from $28 trillion to $30 trillion as per research analyst, um, that's, that, you know, this wealth transfer from baby boomers to coming to millennial, our generation, and then Gen Z, right? Um, so this is where we see like this wealth transfer of like literally 28 to $30 trillion. And the difference I see means something you can't ignore and you can't ignore the trend. And that trend is uh, for younger generation, they don't have access to that kind of products anymore where your return is very good. Of course, still you invest into stock market and you get, you know, 8%, 10%, 16%, whatever, right? Like you get, you know, return. But opportunities are not where it's like you have high risk, high reward and, you know, like exponential growth. That has been stagnated in last few years. Uh, um, so this is where, um, you know, I mean, something that's just not, you know, ignorable, especially uh, this trend from younger generation and their passion and enthusiasm for digital currencies, um, digital assets. Uh, I last week only I was at Mainnet conference, and one thing about this crypto industry means most of the crowd you see who are building this industry, uh, it's really like the younger generation actually leading it. So um, I think, um, you know, this is where I do see, uh, you know, for every generation, it was different. And for, you know, like younger generation to have access to new asset classes where they get good return on their investments, we definitely need some more good products in the market. And digital asset is, you know, one of that, um, you know, uh, investment class, you can say, but that specifically we can talk about, let's say, Bitcoin, Ethereum, which are more like a blue chip, you know, uh, tokens or currencies now. Um, on the other end, actually, when you are tokenizing uh, real world assets, right, um, that's that's incredible use case of these tokens. Uh, you know, it, it just brings a lot of value and efficiency into our traditional uh, financial markets. So uh, that's why, like, it, you know, cryptocurrency is not only limited to uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, you know. Well, of course, Bitcoin was the first one and being the first is the currency. It is, you know, it, it you know, holds a great value. Um, but with these, you know, layer one protocols and new innovations we have been seeing and tokenizing of real world assets, there's a, you know, real use case. And that's where it kind of give access to younger generation to invest into these new assets and, you know, get good value uh, on their investments. Um, yeah. And, you know, the another example, I mean, uh, 20, 30 years ago, 20, maybe 20 years ago, if someone would have said, will you sit in a cab with some complete stranger, not, not a cab, like just like literally like complete stranger, people would just freak out and say, no way, like that's not safe at all, right? And will you just go and live at someone's house, right? You never know, right? And unless, that's like that. Un unless you're daydreaming. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that was a culture 20 plus years ago, right? 
But today, Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, it's normal. This is what we use on a daily basis. So yeah. I think with time, with new generation, it's you know constantly evolving. And it's, digital yeah. assets, how digital currencies, you know, evolution of money. Um, it's just one part of that. Um, and we will be using it more and more in the future.